half an hour at least is going to be on mail. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, but sugar tits. <laughs> you know that. Did you just call me sugar tits? You're fucking right, I did. Get those sugar tits in my face. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Chef podcast where we make a meal out of movies. I'm your host, Tebs, uh, bringing you all the up, trailers up, news. Up. Come on, up, let's go. Sorry, up, bringing up, you all the fantastic up. news and trailers of the yeah. day. And the only person who can do that with me is my executive chef, my co host, Cormac. Good day, sir. Hodley, Hodley. hodley. Oh, is that better for you? I was trying to do catchphrase there, hodley, hodley, and it just didn't work. <laughs> it just didn't come off at all. That's, I was trying to do catchphrase like I have a catchphrase. <laughs> we have our, look, excuse me, we have our catchphrase meetings once every other Thursday. And hodley, ho, and hi, diddly, hi. We're both <laughs> stricken from the record. We've been over this. I apologize. I apologize. Why do I bother sending the memos? <laughs> Listen, if I'm not going to go to the Hidley Ho meetings, you know, I really should just be kicked out. No, you're there. It's just, you, you know that there's a process for introducing new catchphrases. <laughs> there has to be a vote. <laughs> <laughs> a vote of two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hidley Ho. So, lock, you're still locked down over there? Still locked down. Still locked, still down. locked, locked in. I went locked up, you know, and I just... Oh, I'm getting cabin fever again. It's what I what it was like when back in April, mid-April, I started getting this kind of feeling as well. You know, you want to do something, you want to go, yeah, I want to fucking get the day. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I did today, right? So uh, I said to the sun at about 11 o'clock, come on, we're going to go for a walk. And the two of us did go for a big long walk because I want to keep my footsteps up to like 10,000, right? So I thought, right, I'll do me, and I've done 8,000 steps today. And I was like, well, I usually do about 30,000, but you know, 8,000 will do. And so when I got home, I said to my son, right, we're going to go out and tidy the garage. And then he went upstairs and he started doing some work or something like that there. Like, and then uh, I went up and I says, come on, we're going out to the garage. He's like, oh, I really don't want to. And I was like, right, I, I'll start. And then yeah, you come you, out. You, you, you walked straight into that one, didn't you? <laughs> I literally walked right into the garage and looked at the mess and went, no. <laughs> no. Not happening. And I went in, sat down, and started playing Skyrim again. And I was like, for fuck's sake. Imagine how relieved you were, though. At that moment, you turned Skyrim on, just think, thank Christ the boy didn't come down with me and want to get. Bye. Thank Christ. Thank Christ he wasn't enthusiastic about tidying a garage. I've had one of them weeks where it's the first week back after being off for your Christmas break. And I'm, I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to get into the swing of things. It's difficult when you don't know what day it is sometimes. Well, there's that, and you know, there's all this world shit going on. There's the, you know, obviously, you've got insurrections. You've got a new president coming into America on Wednesday. What's going to happen? You know, you've got Brexit. You know, we can't afford fish, or we can afford fish, or whatever it is now. Fish you know, rotting so at the docks. Crap. Yeah, there's so much yeah. crap. There's so, like everybody, everybody's just down. Well, apparently, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Well, Paul, I was about to say, do you know what will bring these people right back up? The three or four people who listen to us, who, you know, what's going to bring them right back up? Us. Big up shout to, out to up, uh, up, 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 up. Let's go up. Oh up, God, you've up. Been, have you been listening to your TED talks again? 
You're all TED talks. This I mean, level this is... of motivation that I just can't handle it. No, I, I told you, my work gave me the Calm app. So I've been meditating and I've been listening to a lot of positive thinking. Raindrops at night. That sounded more like calling a cat. Um, but <laughs> imagine that your Calm app just suddenly start. It's like the Simpsons, isn't it? Where it plays some mellow sea sounds. I know I've been listening to listening to my app, getting involved in some meditation. So yeah, I'm trying to keep keep myself centered. Is that what is that meditation? Is it just I can't clear my head? I don't think you you think that you think that, but that's the whole point. The whole point is not to quiet your head. The whole point is to work with the stuff that's already in your head and just put it to the side for a while so it's still there and you can still think and you can still go jesus why am i not thinking or oh jesus why why am i why is this guy telling me not to think when i've already thinking a thousand things that i need to be doing why is my heart beating so fast why is my heart beating so loud you know all this stuff it's it's you're supposed to still think but you just you know departmentalize it somewhere in your head Sounds like a lot of hippie nonsense to me. <laughs> hippie bullshit, yeah. <laughs> You'll be wearing wicker sandals next. If you don't, you dare. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to show you something. Oh, you better not be wearing wicker. <laughs> oh, you got flip flops. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing flip flops. You were literally turned into an ice statue last week, and now you've got flip flops on. <laughs> well, you know. You are a conundrum wrapped in an enigma. Not really. Nah, you're not really. Trailers. Uh, let's start with uh, Cherry, the new Apple TV film starring Tom Holland, directed by the Russo brothers, famous for. Well, this is what has annoyed me from the very start. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I I hate when directors or writers become bigger than the movie and the stars. It annoys me, you know, and. The fact that the Russo brothers, you know, used their own name in the trailer. Maybe they didn't use it, but maybe it was used, obviously, because of the uh, you know, connection with Marvel and stuff like that there. That everybody, oh, God, Russo brothers. It just, as soon as I seen it, I was like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy this trailer. Hang on. So. Yes, I know. I know. Hang on. No, 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 no. Let's just, let's, let's, let's pick this one to pieces, shall we? So the Russo brothers make a film and they have the audacity to put their name in the trailer. We all know, we all know that it's a Russo brother film, right? Look at, look at things like whenever the Coen brothers were at their, you know, zenith, whenever they were at the very top, Dabowski, Fargo, you know, all them movies that were winning awards, winning Oscars, winning Palm Doors, all that jazz. They never would have put their name at the start of a trailer. Never. It was always at the end of a trailer. Do you know who's worse for that, what you're saying? Tarantino. Well, well yeah, but see, Tarantino is a brand. Tarantino is a brand, so I, I expect it from him. You know, you expect a certain type of movie from Quentin Tarantino. So, and you, you know the character that he is, and you know the kind of personality that he is. So you expect that kind of stuff. But, you know, let's be honest. They've made two good films. Yeah. Russo brothers. Yeah, they've made two good films. Civil War, yeah. Infinity War, and Game. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, so they've made they've made two good films, right? They're they're not they're not in <laughs> they're not in the pantheon of you know directors or creators that I, I, the next movie that I expect to come out it's not even going to say Russo Brothers it's just going to say Russo and it's, you know what I mean <laughs> you know that that's that's how I feel that they're going with us but anyway sorry the trailer. Well, what did you think of the trailer then? Seems like you're going into it with no. <laughs> honestly, honestly, confused <laughs> because yeah, I'm a little confused. It was like it like a two and a half minute trailer. I gave up after like a minute and forty five because it was just annoying me more than anything else. You know, is he is he was he a bank robber at the start and then he started working in the army? Is he really smart and then started working in the army then became a bank robber? It, was he in the army then was really smart? Because the army got him smart, and then he was a bank. Like I don't know, and it's just like I, I'm not really. I really don't really want to find out because it seemed pretty shit. Yeah, <laughs> it did, really, didn't it? and it's one of those where I'm looking at Tom Holland, just thinking, "You're like 15 years old. He should be playing 15 year olds. He, he hasn't it, grown up. Yeah, yeah. he is but in it, his mid twenties, but he doesn't look it. And it's not to do with him being Peter Parker. I'm looking at him, thinking, "You are a child." You are a child's face. Go and be a child. But it was like watching the Inception trailer without the the scene with the room turning round and without the scene with the you know the glass shattering. Just picture the Inception trailer without all the exciting bits, right? <laughs> and this is what it, you've got. That's the trailer that I seen. And I was like, oh, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. What? He's a bank robber. Okay, okay. Oh, he's got post traumatic stress. Okay, and. <laughs> That's made him become a bank robber. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to go rushing to get Apple TV for this, but uh, you, me, and Dupree was the uh, another one for either Russo brothers. You saying that that's? I, I thought you. I genuinely thought you were saying. So the next year they're going to look at is you, me, and Dupree. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sure that movie's already been made. I'm sure it's already. They did you, me, and Dupree, the Russo yeah. brothers. Yep, and that was shit as well. Yeah. What else? Winter Soldier. We forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Collingwood. Okay, three good movies. Arrested Development, like 10 episodes of that. Right. I, I don't know which episodes they did. Right, well, let's put it like this. Fred Savage directed about 10 episodes <laughs> of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. All right. So let's just take a wee step back from directing fucking TV shows. All right. Let's leave the Russo Brothers at Community. Let's leave the Russo brothers alone then. Uh, what was the other one? So uh, the other one is uh, Francis McDormand wants another Oscar. Um, I think they're actually calling Give it, it normal. Give it to her. Do you reckon? Just keep giving her the Oscars. Yeah, just give it to her because this... Francis, Francis McDormand is amazing. After losing everything in the Great Recession, a woman embarks on a journey through the American West living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. She's a bum. She's going to be a homeless person. No, she's a nomad because she's got money. So she's a nomad. Oh, right. Okay. So do you know what we call them in this country, Carmack? <laughs> Bums. <laughs> uh, let, let's just put it there. If she started pulling up in this country and pulling up her caravan, the police and the council will be along to move no, her on. No, Paul, they're not out. She's not Irish. <laughs> oh, no. So that's all right then. Yeah. So she's a traveler, the traveling community. How many Oscars has Francis McDormand won? I thought you were going to ask me how many Oscars is the traveling community one. Um, <laughs> Probably quite a few. I don't, I don't know, Paul. Um, I don't know. Two? She won for Billboards and she won for Fargo? Yeah. Billboards and Fargo, yeah. 
she's won a bunch of others as well. But I don't know. I just think films like this, they did it with like, um, was it about Schmidt and Arkansas yeah. and um, what is it? Grand, the, the guy Grand who crossed Grand Strino, the guy who crossed America on his lawnmower. The straight oh, story. a simple, a straight story, yeah. Straight story. It just it, films like this where they're going to meet different communities and raise awareness of communities we might not normally see in America. It just screams that it's Oscar bit. All right. And I don't want any of that. <laughs> I'm in one of the moods. I don't want any of that today. No, <laughs> thank you. Know what you. I want? I want superheroes. That's what I want. I want superheroes blowing shit up. What kind of superheroes? Ones with American flags on them. Uh, yeah. Just. Just say yes. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's been rumoured this week that uh, Chris Evans is apparently sniffing around coming back to the MCU. <laughs> uh, so Chris Evans. It, he's gotten bored being in Rian Johnson's fucking side pieces. Um, yeah. And can I say, can I just say this? I watched Knives Out. Three out of ten. Fucking hell. Really? It's, it's, a, it's a poor Gosford Park. <laughs> let's, just, let's just put it like that. All right. Let's just put it like that. There I'd was nothing. There was nothing new in that movie. There was nothing new in that movie. It was I'd... all fucking formulaic bullshit. That's it. But the same can be said for a lot of films. Yes, I agree with you. And, and then other <laughs> films pay homage. No. Tarantino has done that for all his life. At least Tarantino introduces new things to the genre. At least there's new elements in it. Rian Johnson just remade Gosford Park in America. But spoiler alert coming up for Knives Out, he put the twist in the middle of the film. Oh, wow. That we didn't see coming. <laughs> we'll do Knives Out and another I'm sorry, day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Daniel Craig can't do an American accent. I'm sorry. It, I had to say it. It's done. He cannot I, do an American accent. I would queue up overnight to see the next film from uh, like, from that character. Well, I'm forgetting the name. Like, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like what was his the only, name? The only American or something. Donald uh, Donald. The, <laughs> the only American no, accent. But the only American accent that he can do is like fucking Texas or Arkansas. Like he, uh, if, you try, if, you try, if you try to get him to do a New York accent, like he, his head would fucking explode. You know, because you have to just be fucking Foghorn Leghorn. I think I think he was wonderful. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. I did. Of course, <laughs> you do. of course you do. Of course you do. So yeah, Captain America coming back. First of all, do you want it? If there's something new in it, because I don't think, I don't think Chris Evans would come back if it was going back to the the same bland Captain America. We've had Captain America now, and we still do have Captain America, and he's completely different now. So I think you posted up on Twitter if it's if it's part of you know a multiverse. If it's another like like what was that yeah. red red Superman kind of thing you know yeah when he red became, Su- yeah red when he Soviet yeah red sun was where in another universe he crash landed in a, a farm in Moscow and Ooh. he got raped by the Russians and but this one I mean the, 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 I was talking to somebody about a conversation that uh, in one of the stories recently in the comic books cap turned out to have been a hydra agent all along or he was hypnotized into believing he was or something and it's mm-hmm. quite iconic well. It's a well well seen panel where he's looking down saying Hail Hydra and it's shock and awe and everything. I think if they were to bring him in as a, a villain, then yeah, I'd be yeah. just in that, you know, bad bad cap or whatever. But for me, Iron Man and Captain America both had great send offs at the end of Endgame. You yeah. don't want to spoil it by bringing them back. And we know we're going to see Robert Downey Jr. in 
Black Widow, but it's like a flashback. You know, it's it's, it's a prequel film. It's set before obviously Endgame happened, but I still I'm not bothered about seeing these characters come back in some way, holograms or yeah. But do you think do you think there's a wee bit of we'll obviously get on to one division, but do you think oh, there's oh we're little... gonna get on to one division? <laughs> yeah. Do you think that. there's a do you think there's a little bit of old Marvel fatigue? Because I don't know about you, but during whatever pandemics and lockdowns, it's like I have rewatched every single fucking Marvel movie about seven times over and over again, and I love them. But when after Endgame, I kept thinking to myself, "That's it, then. That that's it." Like, yeah. there's a lot of people that I love them to death, but there's a lot of them that I just really don't want to see again. There's a lot of characters as well. There's a yeah. lot of characters. We don't need them to bring Cat back. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think you'd need to because then you've got Sam. You're going to have the Patriot in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Tell some new stories. There's enough yeah. characters out there. They've already shown they can take a, a, a talking tree, a fucking raccoon yeah. and whatever. They can bring these weird characters in that they've, they've, they've had sat in the vault for ages. I mean, the, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings is coming out soon. The Eternals, there's fucking loads of stuff they can do. So I don't think they need to keep bringing them back. I think it it spoiled the impact of the previous story for me. But but I, lo- I, I, I love the character, so anyway. Um, right, okay. Um, <laughs> lawyers on standby. <laughs> <clears throat> Army Hammer... <laughs> <laughs> no, he, no. Hang on, no, well, after, no, 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 no. Yeah, hang on. I'm gonna... this, after you finish this, I want, I want you to tell, I want you to say this, the the WhatsApp that I sent you. <laughs> right, hang on. Army Hammer has been in films such as Sorry to Bother You and Call Me by Your Name and Man from Uncle. Recently, he was due to star in a, an upcoming romantic comedy drama called Shotgun Wedding. He would be directed by Jason Moore and Jennifer Lopez. Uh, very recently, it has been announced that Army Hammer would be slipping back from this project as he didn't feel it would be appropriate at this time. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this time, Cormac? Because <laughs> I don't want to talk about this one too much. Well, well, on when was it? Was it Wednesday night? I was just perusing Twitter as my want on, on a night. Couldn't sleep. So I thought, you know what, I'll go in. I never usually go into the search, you know, what's trending. <clears throat> and the third thing that was trending worldwide was Army Hammer <laughs> Cannibal. <laughs> and straight away I thought, wowza, <laughs> you've got me, you've got me. So it took me a long time to figure out. So allegedly, uh, Ar- Ar- Army Hammer is a bit of a kinkster. He, uh, he, he loves a bit of kink. Yeah. Um, there has been a few occasions where he has liked dominatrix twitter pages and follow and obviously you know at this point he didn't realize that when you like something on twitter anybody that's following you or you follow see what you like or retweet or whatever um and then some girl allegedly released a a conversation between herself and an army hammer in which allegedly army hammer started talking about drinking her blood and you know allegedly allegedly taking chunks out of her allegedly (laughs) allegedly it just was very 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 weird and you know what if it wasn't true 
surely he would have came out bursting a gut laughing going, <laughs> what well, the fuck are you talking about? Apparently he came out straight away and said it's bullshit rumours. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's like it's like me, you know, posting up that Tom Cruise was in the IRA in the 80s. You know, Tom Cruise would come back and go, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You, like, yeah. this, is, this is mental. But Army Hammer goes back like real serious. Oh no! This is this, no, this is completely. Oh, I have to leave the movie that I'm working on. Bye. No. Whoa. Whoa. That's not the way to deal with this situation. Like, so a lot of people with skeletons in their closet. Closet. You know, that's what they do. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying Army Hammer's a, Hammer's a cannibal. All right. Maybe he is. He wants you know. to eat toes and things. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. But like, you know, everybody's got their fetish. You know what I mean? Everybody's got their fetish, and if his fetish is, you know, nibbling people, and I'm not talking about eating people, but, you know, nibbling people, or, do you know what? If they want to consensually drink each other's blood, I don't really give a shit. You know, live and, live and let fucking live. No, a lot of it was also um, dominating. See, I don't even know half of it about it, but fetish is about cannibalism and all this, but there was an awful lot of uh, rape and dominatrix stuff in there as well. But again, it, it's between two no, apparently and seven it adults. Well, I don't know what's consenting and what isn't. The fact is, it sounds like a bit of a fucking weirdo, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not Listen, going anywhere other than... We all we all have our kinks, Paul. We all have our kinks and we all have our fetishes. And if Army Hammer's into that and he finds somebody who is consensual... Now, again, I don't want him eating people in Germany. You know, I think we all remember that story. Uh, you know, I don't want him doing that shit. But, you know, if it's if it's consensual, if it's between two adults who he told to each other like that... He told one of his exes he wanted to cut out one of her ribs and barbecue it in front of her. Right, okay. He had wow. a desire to bite off pieces of a recipient and eat her heart. Uh, in another, he said, allegedly, I wonder... allegedly, allegedly. Uh, this is according to the Rolling Stone. Uh, <clears throat> allegedly, they say he, he's texted her the message saying, I'm 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. I've never admitted it before. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have a funny story about. Uh... Army Hammer, about Army Hammer and his family, though. Oh, Christ. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, right? <laughs> it's not cannibalism. But we were all at this barbecue once. <laughs> it's not cannibalism. But apparently, Arnie Hammer's grandfather was called Armand Hammer. Yeah? yeah I've heard this. Yeah. And he went to the patent office because he created a toothpaste. And he told them, obviously, he had a, a, allegedly had a thick Eastern European accent. And they asked him, you know, what's the name of the company? And he wanted to call the company Arm and Tammer. Uh, he misheard him, the guy at the patent office, and he changed it to Arm and Hammer. And uh, that's why the toothpaste is called Arm and Hammer. Well, once uh, I don't know once, if it's true or not. It might once Army is finished, once Army's finished up saving his career, maybe he can drop us an email <laughs> or tweet us at Pod Movie Chef and let us know if that's true. Um, you like the Lord of the Rings, don't you, Cormac? I do like Lord of the Rings, yeah. See, this this bit of news, I like. I like this. This is um, Amazon Studios have got a forthcoming uh, series based on Tolkien's Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings and Hobbit and everything like this. Uh, and they've released the synopsis. Christ, it's about as long as one of the books, to be honest. Um, it's bringing to screens for the very first time the heroic legends of the fabled Second Age of Middle Earth's history. 
This epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of Lord of the Rings and will take viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruin. Unlikely heroes were tested, hope hung by the finest of threads and the greatest villain that ever flowed from Tolkien's pen to cover all the world in darkness. I like that they're not just doing a prequel or, you know, like 50 years beforehand and they're showing a young Bilbo or whatever. They're, they're really going back a few thousand years here. They're, they're separating from the films entirely. Well, they kind of have to, don't they? But, I mean, there, there is quite a bit of obviously written words before Lord of the Rings as well. I mean, the Silmarillion itself, you know, is huge. So I, I take it that that's where most of this content's going to be coming from as well. I don't know because I've never tried to tackle the Similarian. <laughs> I've never yes. even tried to tackle that. Have you, you've read it, haven't you? I've read it, and I'll oh be yeah, I've read, I've read one of the books. No, yeah. I was, yeah, let me finish. I'll, I'll be honest. Probably about three quarters of it, I had no fucking clue what it was talking about. You know, it's one of those books. It's one of those books you read and you want to read, and you want to be like, "Wow, I want this to be as impactful as what the Lord of the Rings was." But everybody who's read the Lord of the Rings knows that. Again, half of that book is just fucking gibberish nonsense. And, you know, you have to be really, 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 really into Lord of the Rings to, to power through it. You know, Game of, Th- Game of Thrones was the same. You know, Game of Thrones at the, at the end was very much the same. You need to be really, really, really into it to get into it. Yeah, look, I'm, I love Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'm not a big reader. But I've tried Fellowship. I started Fellowship at one point. I, 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 100 pages, if that. I just, it's so heavy going. Yeah, I'm sure somebody will tweet me going, oh, I can't believe you haven't read all the books. Oh, you're a moron. Whoa. And all the appendices and all the extra writings. Oh, no, fuck that. See, that even the bits at the start, the bits at the start, I was like, nah, fuck that. Just get into it. Get into the here's, sauce. I want to get the sauce. A hist- here's a history of how fences were first made in Middle Earth. <laughs> here's they made elv- elven hinges back in the... Uh, <laughs> the Dunedain made... Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Get the Bilbo. <laughs> here's, a, here's a song about the forging. Sing the tune. What the fuck is all this fucking sea shanty shit on the internet? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a funny story as well. We were sitting the other day and uh, <laughs> Rachel looked at me and she goes, <laughs> Who's this? Who's this band that's getting all this action on on Twitter? Sea shanties. And I looked and I was like, "What?" He's like, "This band, sea shanties." And I was like, "Rachel, no, I'm nope. not having this. Com- I'm not having this conversation." <laughs> who, who, come back, who's this guy? Cannibal actor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not Army Hammer. No, definitely not. Allegedly not. Not definitely not. Bethesda. Are you familiar with their work, the games I, company? I am. White familiar, yes. Yeah, they've brought us such hits as Morrowind, Skyrim. I'm not, I'm not big into my games as you. Fallout, People yeah. played Fallout, didn't they? Which one didn't they the like? Seventy six. Seventy six was the online one. Yeah. Was that the bad one? Yeah. Well, not the bad one, but it was online and there was no NPCs and yeah. Apparently, they're um, they're developing. Uh, an Indiana Jones video game. I've seen this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nothing's been announced. It. It's been a short teaser. It's going to be a Lucasfilm property. Um, you the, see, the big, uh, the the big thing about this as well is that the guy who uh, created Fallout and the Elder Scrolls is going to be behind it as well. 
Todd Howard. Todd Howard, his name escaped me there for a while, but he is one of the main, he is the main person at Bethesda or Zenimax. You know, he is the main creative, you know, push on a lot of these titles and a lot of things that obviously made the Fallout series or the Skyrim or the Elder Scrolls series huge. Um, And I think that's why a lot of people are looking at this going, okay, we'll give it, we'll give it a time. But I mean, what was the last good Indiana Jones game that came out? You know, last crusade, last crusade, crusade point and click game. I was trying to think. I mean, there's a list here of them. Um, Fates, Fates of Atlantis. Fates of Atlantis was good. I enjoyed that. Uh, They had the Infernal Machine. They had the Emperor's Tomb. See, I don't remember playing. I think I might have played one once, and it was pretty garbage. But this is very much. This is going to be like Tomb Raider Uncharted. I I would believe that it would be around the same lines. Yeah, but the one the one thing that would make me not think that is that Bethesda haven't really made a game like that. You know, right, they've okay. made they've made Dishonored, which is mainly uh, you know third person uh, Fallout, third person. Uh, Skyrim, third person, Wolfenstein, third person. Oh no, no, the Tomb Raider ones were third person, but they're doing this with Lucasfilm, which had um, Fallen Jedi come out. First so person, the, sorry, not third. Lucasfilm person, sorry. game, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I'm, I think yeah, I, I think there's room to just make a decent enough. Like I say, if you can t- do something to take on Tomb Raider, all you've got to do is have him the hat. I give him a whip and a gun, and have him run around shooting Nazis. I don't think you can go wrong with it. It, yeah. it doesn't need to be anything special. Do I agree? You know, it's Tomb Raider. It's whatever. So, um, Mortal Kombat got some images released this week. We've seen Jax, uh, Sub Zero, and a few other people. Um, mm-hmm. The director has apparently said it's definitely not going to be rated PG thirteen, which is twelve <laughs> A. Uh, it's definitely going to be an R rated. This is Simon Quaid, the director. I don't think his name's got a. a question mark at the end of it but we'll see he said it's definitely not going to be a pg-13 rating out of context this quote might seem incendiary it's not the rules around ratings aren't what a lot of people think they are it's a it's amount of blood it's amount of red it's interpretation of how you go about it we had a lot of discussions getting the balance right so there was gore and there was blood and there were fatalities and there is gore blood and fatalities i'm as happy as a pig yeah if if this movie had come out of PG thirteen, I just would not have watched it. Uh, I probably wouldn't. I probably because, wouldn't. Because seventy five to eighty percent of the people who are going to this movie want to see fatalities. That's yeah. it. There's a reason why you love the Mortal Kombat games. It's because yeah. there's a next level of gore to them. Yeah. You know what? They could probably put four fatalities in the whole film, and people will be happy because it, you know use them sparingly. Um, but literally, like you can have Jack's ripping the guy's arms off. You can have, and that's that'd cover that'd cover with a, a an R-rated film. That won't put it in. You know what I mean? The goal won't yeah. be too much. But there's a lot of stuff to go out there. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. So fingers crossed. But that's out on April 21st on HBO Max. No, fuck's sake! I hate getting on that pirate ship. And they've also just announced that um, King Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus King Kong, has been moved up two months to March. So and we're going to have uh, and it's on HBO Max. Army Hardies. <laughs> no, it might arr. it might be out in cinemas in the UK. It probably won't be. T- do you want some breaking news? 
I think I know what this breaking news is, but I'll let you fucking drop it. No, go on. What, what do you think it is? Is it something that you've just retweeted on the, on the podcast? Yeah, it probably is, actually. Probably I think, is. I think I see it. Zack Snyder has announced that... Uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Justice League, the Zack Snyder Justice League cut is now no longer going to be for one-hour episodes. <sighs> Jesus Christ. We're going to have a full four-hour film being released in cinemas around springtime. Uh, it's going to be on HBO Max. Garamy Hearties, thank you very much. But it, it's also because apparently there is a large international appeal. Now, again, who doesn't want to go and sit in a cinema for four hours and watch this? Hands up anybody who doesn't want to. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we, we have had a lot of discussions about Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? A lot. A lot. At what point, at what point does he stop taking even responsibility for the movie now? Because it was going to be in these episodic things, which, you know what, I could accept it. Originally it was a film. Mm-hmm. Then it was going to be adding more scenes and making it episodic. Well, now well, no, no, yeah, well let's, let's get right to the start. First, there wasn't that much to do because he already had all the stuff ready. He had a cut. He had a cut ready. Yep. Yeah, and then it was oh, I need seventy or eighty million to to shoot more scenes and finish this. Yep. And 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 then you know the Ray Fisher stuff came out, and, and you know and and then we moved on to we're going our one hour or one hour fifteen episodes that are going to be on TV and and that and now we've got this this media blitz on Twitter or social media, you know, trying to revise history and going into each movie, going back to fucking, uh, you know, even to Man of Steel. And they're just trying to revise history on how good or how bad these movies were. And let's all just be completely fucking honest with each other. There's only two semi-passable DC movies and that's Wonder Woman and Shazam. That's it. There is no other. And Aquaman, and they're all trying to revise this. I really enjoyed Man of Steel. I really do like Man of Steel. No, 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 I do. no. I don't. I don't. I do not. I do. Well, okay, you do, but I do not agree with all this revisionist stuff that's happening. Revisionist stuff likes it all along. Batman versus Superman. I walked out of there fuming. I was raging. I probably don't like it. I can appreciate it a bit more with the Ultimate Cut, but no, it is not a good, coherent film. Aquaman no. was awful, in my opinion. Awful. 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 Um, Wonder Woman two. Look back at episode. <laughs> we, we, we know. Yeah, Wonder Woman, Shazam, I, I love. Um, no, it's, uh, but yeah, so four hours. I, there ain't a chance in piggy shit's hell that I'm going to go and sit in a cinema and watch this for four hours. Not but when I know I can sit and watch it on my own TV at home. Not a fuck. It's, tur- it's, turning, it's turning into like Trump's America now, though, because people will just agree that it's good, even, even if it's shit. And oh, that's, yeah. what, that's what annoys me because. People are so emotionally invested. Like, let's let's be honest. What four years, five years? People have have invested their time in Snyder's cuts. Now we watch Snyder's cut. We watch Snyder's cut. Money. Inve- yeah, and, invested in money. And they have invested so much of themselves into this that it can't fail for them. It can't. You, it it doesn't matter if it's shit. It cannot fail. It's still going to be better than than the Justice League original. It's, well, I, yeah, anything's going to be better than that. But I, I genuinely, yeah, I think people have already made their mind up. This masterpiece is coming, and we just got to sit and wait for it. I think it's I, there's absolutely it said. Apparently, there's a lot of the footage from the, the the released film that ain't going to be used. 
I cannot see that at all. <laughs> I, this well, is... we know we know what that's leading to, Paul. Oh Christ, don't we? The Joshua and release another, the weed <laughs> And another and another four years and another four years there's gonna be another cut to try well, and make all, it popular again. There's all talk about them saying um bring back his vision and bring Zack Snyder back into the DC and it's like what the fuck are you on about? But they it's don't like... but they don't understand that there is no universe anymore. There is no, no there is no kind of you know uh, what are they trying what are they saying? Well, what, oh, the D- DCU or DCU, yeah, DC yeah. expanded DC expanded universe, but basically from Justice League onwards, I mean, these films, it's said they've been written into a cul-de-sac. The, apparently, the Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, leads you down a storytelling cul-de-sac. There is no expanded universe after this, apparently, from the way the, the films are finished. The, it, it it's finishes off a lot of stories. And to me, this is Zack Snyder who's been given one last chance. It's been he gets to go and bring in all these characters. He's bringing in fucking Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. But we're talking about him coming in at one point. Yeah, but you mm. know what's going to happen, don't you? There's going to be. It's going to seem like it's going to end, and like Wonder Woman and Batman are going to die, and then right at the end, it's going to say, "Are they?" Question <gasps> mark. Oh, oh, yeah. and then yeah, uh, do you know what? And that's that's the out, isn't it? Or as you have said on multiple occasions, flashpoint. <clears throat> flashpoint. Well, there was talk earlier that um, Michael Keaton was going to be brought in as the DCEU's Batman moving forward, and Flashpoint was going to bring him. Fuck me, nah. Just look, the film's getting released. We're going to see the film. Move on. If anything, there should be just. Just get over it. Fuck me, fucking. Well, speaking of um, fans who laud things when they see something without even acknowledging that whether it's good or not, we were going to talk about the Patriot this week, but honestly, there's a lot of fucking work involved in talking about that historical. Because I ain't got a clue about the Revolutionary War. There was an awful lot of work in there. Well, all <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, you have Sky. Yeah. The Ken Burns documentary on the American Civil War usually plays on Smithsonian once or twice right. a week. So get it's long. You have to you have to invest about you know about fifteen hours, but it's worth <laughs> no. it. Yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get that watched and we'll bring the Patriot at some point. But I wanted to talk this week about One Division. Um, it's divided fans. Apparently, well, <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of positive reaction for it. But anyway, hang on, here's this. Hi everyone, I'm Ariel Cooksey, host of Malice. When violent acts occur, we tend to think the predators are monsters. Surely no human could do such things. But if we're honest, only humans commit malicious crime. And if you're like me, you want to know why. To find out, join me at Malice, wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye. Wonder Wonder Vision. <laughs> whenever I'm watching it, whenever I'm watching this, uh, these episodes, Wonder Wonder Vision, Wonder Vision. So you didn't actually get that it was Wonder Vision. It's not that it, it's not that I didn't get it right. <laughs> As I said, everybody's got their blind spot, Paul. Everybody's got a blind spot, and it's just one of those things that I, I overlooked. <laughs> 
Wonder Vision. <laughs> yes, I know. Remind I me know. never to get in the cow you drive in. Wonder Vision right next to each other. So this um these two episodes, the first two episodes of the miniseries aired on Disney Plus. Um this Friday. I decided to watch them Friday evening. Uh, before anything more got spoiled about them. And oh, yes, here we go, here we go again. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it be, I'm leaving it be. I went and watched them. Like I say, I decided to avoid all social contact for uh, for 12 hours just so I could watch a TV programme in peace. Um, so, Cormac, tell me what you think. Um, first and foremost. Oh, right. first and foremost. Spoilers for WandaVision episode one and two. <laughs> spoilers for any other MCU things that are coming out. And spoilers in the vein of we're going to be talking about stuff coming up that we think is going to happen. So if it does end up happening, it'll be a spoiler. But this is just what we think. But anyway, if you haven't watched WandaVision, go and watch it. Come back. Right. Go. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I get what it's supposed to be. I get what they're trying. Yeah, but like, it's one of those things where we've all, we're already emotionally invested in Wanda Maximoff, right? We're already there with her. You know, mm-hmm. we were there with her when her brother died. You know, we were there with her when she fucking proved herself on par with Thanos. You know, we know how powerful a superhero that she is. We get it. Yeah. I don't want to watch a TV show where she isn't using her powers to blow shit up. I don't want to watch her be in I Love Lucy, uh, you know, episodes or Bewitched episodes. You know, I understand, I, I understand where they're going with it. You know, they'll do an I Love Lucy, they'll do a Bewitched, then they'll do a fucking I Dream of Genie, and then they'll yeah. do a fucking, I don't know, you know. They're going, they're going through the decades. So episode yeah. one was sort of set in the 50s. Uh, I love Lucy, that sort of era. Uh, episode two was in the sixties, so Bewitched, and and, you, uh, and again, it's like for me, I, I didn't grow up with these American sitcoms, so to me, they're just fucking irritating. The you know the the, the jokes and the gaffes and the pratfalls. It was like it, it felt like it should have been a like a five or ten minute segment within an hour long yeah. episode. One hundred percent, and that's exa- that's exactly what I said, Dorito the joke just dragged on for half an hour and you're like, okay, is this it? Is this what I'm supposed to be watching? Because if it was, if this wasn't MCU, no way would I be tuning in next week. No, no, we had, we had, we had to pull out symbolism and I know what people's arguing, but didn't you get, didn't you get, you know, he's the most powerful head or an indestructible head. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. You know, d- did you not understand you know, him taking the bit of food out of the guy's throat was like Thanos taking the thing out of his head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got that. I, I got it all. I, I, I did. I, I understood all of it. I understood all the symbolism. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got that. What, what, what do, what more do we need to know? Like, I don't understand what, 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 what is the point? Like that, that, that Now, the and first episode, the first episode, within the first three minutes, I, I messaged you. Yeah. And, <laughs> the first three minutes, and I said to you, Paul, I'm not liking this. No. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I am not liking this. And I get it's going to be a slow burner, but there are, what, eight episodes to this? And we've just had two. And we know summits up. How slow do you want it to burn? <laughs> well, this is what I'm talking about. It is a, like... a slow burn. But there are, I'm just confirming now, I'm pretty sure it's eight episodes. 
I'm just looking at that, 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 talking about yourselves. Nine episodes, two down. So this is going to go through. I mean, we're going to go through like the friend stage. Apparently, they did have a live studio audience in this as well. But happy days. They're going to go through all this kind of stuff. But yeah, so I'm watching the first episode, and you're like, okay, there's a little bit at the end. It's drip feeding. Then the second episode, there's the thing with the helicopter, and you know. I think with us knowing the character in the comics that she goes fucking mental and the powers can't be controlled anymore, we know where this is going. And I'm kind of sat here going, look, I know this is her going mental. Why can't you just do one scene in a film where she snaps? And that's it. Why are we watching a nine-episode TV series? Apparently one of the biggest budgeted TV series they've made just to tell us, just to connect to Falcon and Winter Soldier, just to connect it to the Doctor Strange film. Do we now have to watch nine weeks of television just to know what's happening in the next film? Do you remember the episode of Futurama where Fry was stabbed by the poisonous bee and he was in a coma for the entire episode and the episode played out like him and Leela finally fell in love? Right. I don't remember. And at the end, near the end, you find out that Fry is just in a coma and Leela is next to him, talking to him the whole time. That one episode of Futurama is probably going to do exactly what WandaVision is going to do for the next nine. And as, as you yep. say, why do we have to watch nine? Ep- like it's, 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 it infuriates me simply because I know I have to watch it. And I said to my brother, I said, uh, like, I'm messing my brother, and I said, have you watched WandaVision yet? And he was like, no, I'm going to watch tonight. And I said, you know what? Leave it. And he's like, what do, you, what do you mean, leave it? And I was like, leave it. I'll just tell you the point at the end of the uh, at the end of the episodes. Yeah. And he was like, is it that bad? And I was like, it's not good. <laughs> do you know what it's... it reminded me of? You know when, uh, like, in Buffy, they had a musical episode? Yeah. Uh, Community did the Plasticine Characters episode. Yeah, yeah. Literally after about five minutes, you're watching it going, okay, yeah, that's that's the joke now. And you've got the rest of the episode to sit through. And I'm just seeing this and I'm like, they're really going to drag this through another sort of seven. They're probably going to go through. So we've got what? 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s probably. So there's another five episodes of sitcom shit to sit through. And then we're going to have two episodes at the end of somehow she... And, that, and that's the way we're going. So, so far in terms of clues, we've had... Yeah, all right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good. That's a good place to kind of move on from this. So, right. Let's talk about. Let's talk. Yeah, about let's clues stop and start. Yeah, yeah start saying it. Let's talk about clues of what the point of this fucking show is about. So, so far we've seen numerous references to sword. Uh, there was the symbol yeah. on the notepad at the end, and there was the symbol on the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Nick Fury who was on the sword spaceship at the end of the post-credit scene. So again, yeah. you've got to sit through all the credits now to know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> and. That I think so. Basically, somehow she is in because he was he was shown to be in like a virtual reality suite or whatever. So it really wouldn't surprise me that she's either being held prisoner somewhere or she's been put into this yeah, illusion. Yeah, yeah. This court, she's either in a coma or she's being because I've I'm watching Agents of Shield at the minute. I'm I'm watching that again. I think I'm on series four five. Uh, and it's where the uh, did you ever watch Agents of Shield? I haven't, but it's on the review thing for Pandemic. There's a point where um, it goes all a bit Matrix, where there's a like a computer simulation 
and they're inside mm-hmm. of it for an, a number of episodes. And that reminded me of this, where she knows she's in a computer simulation and she needs waking up from it. And yeah. I think it's being used to control her. I, I think, yeah, I think either she's gone boogaloo and has been put under sedation with, with sword and she's been forcefully kept there or she has, you know, re- went into herself, you know, obviously in some sense. Now, I was my son who mentioned it to me, um, that the voice that keeps saying, you know, we've heard it twice now, Wanda, yeah. you know, wake up, Wanda, wake up. He said to me that it's sounded a lot like the cop from Ant-Man. Well, yeah, because he's actually listed uh, as Randall Park. He's actually listed as one of the characters in this series, and he was the cop in Ant-Man. Yeah, so he, like, Ernie picked up on that, and he's like, we're, we're, we're now. It, again, it was one of those ones where Ernie watched the first episode and hated it, and then I started getting in. I said to him, it's going to be a long eight weeks or whatever it is, seven weeks, if we're going to hate the whole thing. I was like, so we got to start picking up on clues. So he started getting into it a wee bit, going, right, okay, well, I'm going to watch everything. So I, I, read, I didn't get pick up on this myself, but I read online that there's no sixes at all in it. So on every dial, yeah, on every dial, on everything like the Stark industry stuff, all the sixes are missing. Right, okay, I never noticed that. So, yeah, I never noticed it. Again, I read it online, but there was a lot of people talking maybe about Sinister Six. You know, maybe it's some some kind of a, a, a you know a push through to, to the Sinister Six. Well, um, the other thing is the Six Infinity Stones. Six Infinity and Stones, yeah, yeah. If you notice on the... So there's an advert in the middle of these episodes. There's one for a Stark Industries toaster, yeah. which... Um, see, so I'm reading going off fan theories online, but when it's cooking... The beeping was very similar, apparently, to the missile, the Stark Industries missile that landed in Sokovia that killed um, their, the Maximoff twins' family and left okay. them orphans. And it's like, so this is like her going, you know, it's like part of her life is almost playing before yeah. her eyes. But she's got vision there with her. I, I like the symmetry. I like the little nods and stuff. But let's all boil it down. This is just to, like I say, it's just to set up the next bit of the story. And I would have been much happier to see a couple of episodes. One episode where she goes nuts. One, one she's on the run. The, you think they've caught her, they might not have. And then you'll see, say, three episodes of this sitcom stuff. And suddenly you're like, okay, what's going on? Where is she? You know, it, it's trying to be all mysterious by not. Yeah. Really, for me, it's going to be more, there's going to be more questions raised where when I get to the end of it, and you're like, well, okay, but how did she end up there? from the funeral at the end of Endgame, how has she ended up on this spaceship? That's the story I want to see. I want to see but her break. But that's what they want. That's what they want for this. They want people being stupid like me and you going online and looking up theories and you know all that jazz to build more traction. And you know that's what they want. And that's what just annoys me. As you just said, this, this is very much the pre-appetizer this is the, this is this is the wee slice of fucking salmon that they're going to give us before the kickoff of the new mcu and yeah. i'm i'm just i'm really annoyed now i'm hoping fingers crossed i'm hoping that it'll get better but my theory um, or sorry not my theory my whole thinking behind it and logic behind it is mandalorian has absolutely spoiled tv shows for me yeah because it totally is agree fucking unbelievable from start to finish it is visually stunning 
The acting is amazing. It's got the Star Wars universe in it. It's got the historical aspect. It's got yeah, everything it's got in it. Nods, it's got the fan service. Yeah, got the it has. It's got fan. It's got the theories. It's got fucking everything that you want. It's like a fucking banquet of fucking TV. You know, it's like you're just gorging yourself and everything going, I fucking can't wait to the next episode. I can't wait. And this was supposed to be the Marvel parallel to what 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 Mandalorian is. And it is nowhere near as entertaining, nowhere near as, you know, gripping, you know, nowhere, it's, it's just so disappointing. And I think that's probably, that's probably, I, I, I really shouldn't have the theory of, you know, the Mandalorian is going to destroy every single TV show that I watch in the future, but I'm sorry, the fucking bar has been raised, oh, yeah. you know, and, and that is for, that is for the movies, that is for fucking everything. The bar has been raised because of the Mandalorian. And people need to up their fucking shit because John Favreau and the rest of them are killing it with Mandalorian. And you, your shows need to be that good now to to entertain me. See, I was watching this, and like I said, I was waiting to be entertained. I wanted it to be. It didn't talk to me at all. It is this. It, it was. It was just an episode of TV of a sitcom. It was two superheroes, but they're not. They're just empowered people. In a sitcom, it's an episode of shit 1950s sitcom with a little bit at the end and a, one or two odd bits where you go, ooh, yeah. what's, and that's it. What's that? Let's and, go online and search it up. You know, what is yeah. that symbol? What is this? And what is that? This and and this really needs to pick up quickly for me just to hold it in any kind of regard. It's, yeah. I don't know, maybe, well, no, I, I always say maybe I'm not the right audience for it, but I am 100% <laughs> the fucking audience for this. Yeah, I that's and I think that's what I said. I said to Ernie as well. I was like, I, I should be enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am, I am who they, they are focusing their attention on and it is not, it is not entertaining me. You know, I'd have been more than happy for him to see just from episode two onwards, let's see what's happening while she's where she is. We yeah. don't need it to be like a, a mystery that lost where the mm-hmm. drip feeding your clues and feeding you down a rabbit hole every week. And in the end, it's going to turn out to be not as exciting as you all thought it was the, the lost in the TV show. When instead you, you've got Randall Park, you've got people like that. Just go on, let's see what's happening. Tell us the story of what's happening. Why does it have to be a fucking mystery? I, I will put this on here now, right? And I will. I mean this with from the bottom of my heart. If this show turns around, I will eat all the fucking humble pie that there is to be given. Yeah. I I want the show to turn around so badly. You know, I will admit that I am a fucking jackass for not believing in it at the start. And Don't get I, wrong. That, yeah, hands up. That, but... That's where I. That's where I am. And I'm like, do you know what? At the end of this TV show, at the end of this first season. If something drops that is just mind-boggling, you know, then I'll go, you know what, you fucking dipstick, you're going to watch it again. You're going to watch it again and you're just going to fucking understand it. But the way way it is, the way it is now, as you say, this drip feeding, and I know what people are going to say, oh, you just don't understand the the nuances of what... No, I do. I get it. I understand it. it. Yeah, Yeah, I get it. I completely understand it. But it's how a TV show is framed. This, for me, is the framing of the story. And... Like I say, you've got uh, Monica Rambeau's in there, Tiona Price, uh, Paris. She's playing Monica Rambeau, who we previously saw in Captain Marvel as the young yeah. daughter. 
so she's in it and we know she's going to become as it starfire or someone like that so mm-hmm. she becomes a, a hero in herself we've got randall park there from ant-man we've got references to sword agnes the neighbor apparently she might be a, a witch a genuine witch who for some reason i don't know i, I <laughs> Just Agatha, random Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness is apparently this one of the original witches from Salem. And fucking, I don't know. Anyway, top and bottom of it is, I genuinely think we're going to come out of this. She's going to be mental enough to start Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Right? That's where she's gone mental I don't, enough. I don't, I don't think we can use that term anymore. She's gone... If I, I was going to say another <laughs> word, but... No, she's gone... She's gone cuckoo right and <laughs> i don't think that's any better Paul. <laughs> she's gone nuts right there she's gone go. off the there reservoir we go. There we go. There we go. oh the yeah reservoir. oh yeah there's not a few wee racist thing in there yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's gone she's gone mental and starts the doctor strange sequel okay so there's over there we've introduced sword so that's going to introduce captain marvel 2 you've got monica rambo in there you've also got um randall park who was he in the fbi yeah there's every chance he's going to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier. This is just setting up future TV shows and films. I really do yeah. think it is just a play setting. This is Iron Man 2 in TV. People <laughs> complained about Iron Man 2 doing too much, setting up the future and not telling a story. And we're going to get nine episodes of shitty, badly written sitcom. The jokes were terrible. It's like you mentioned with um, Vision's head. It's like, how many times do we have to learn? Oh, he's indestructible. Oh, we can see pull through walls. Oh, we can do this. Oh, there's the joke. Oh, she's a witch. Oh, and it's like Agents of Seal did it with Ghost Rider as well. I don't know how many um, puns they could make on somebody being a hothead, having been on fire, being a skull. Honestly, God, the amount of different puns and jokes they were making. And this just looks like it's like they're going to make a load of jokes about these two living together. What do you think about her being pregnant? Because that's yeah. going to be bringing the twins in. It's just weird. Like, <laughs> I want... You know what? The thing that will blow my mind for this is if at the end of it, and if they go all in, and at the end of it, her father she's, she's comes... On, she's on drugs on the gurney. Yeah, given, it's just a fucking birth, acid trip. Given birth. <laughs> Vision walks out of the shower and Bobby Ewan masturbates him. Uh, no, I just want her dad to turn up. Have Eric Ledger turn up. Not in his full Magneto or whatever. But if this starts building on her heritage and bringing mutants into it, because there's a lot of people saying, oh, we want the House of M. This is going to be the House of M story. We haven't even got fucking mutants yet. Yeah. That's exactly what Fox did wrong when they had the X-Men. By the third part of the, their trilogy, they're doing Dark Phoenix. And it's like, why are you rushing it? You don't need to rush it. And this people are saying, oh, we're going to have House of M. What? So she's going to say no more superhero people this is that is not going to happen in a january release nine episode series no way are they doing house of m <laughs> uh, then fastbender walks in <laughs> in his irish english german, german. american accent it was eric lynch yeah oh i'm hot don't say don't say that charles don't say that charles where is that accent going my name is daniel o'donnell so don't you know 
<laughs> so that leads us then on to uh, mutants then. So I think we're, we're getting very close, I think, to them starting to acknowledge uh, mutant kind within this mm-hmm. within the MCU. Um the first bit of this is this is quite an interesting read. There was um, a book release called The Wakanda Files, and Kevin Feige has said it's canon. And in one part of that, this is a book much like um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. You know, it was like a textbook within the stories of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And the Wakanda Files is Shuri has put together all of Wakanda's knowledge and history to educate the world. And in one point in that, it says the reason why the Maximoff twins got their powers was because of the Mind Stone. But it was also their genetic makeup enabled them to survive the procedures. So they're already touching on that. The, well, there are people genetically different in the world. And it made me put out a poll on Twitter saying to people, how do you envisage mutants coming in? Because I always thought the neatest way of doing it would be, because we haven't had another post-Endgame film apart from Far From Home so far. Thanos' snap and the people maybe who came back could quite, you know, logically be mutants. They've been wiped from existence. They've been brought back in a different form. Now, I'm not saying half of the world need to be mutants, but there's, there's a scope there for just saying, oh, the people who came back they're the ones who are mutants or they've got mutant powers or something like that. Um, another one I put forward was they've been hiding all along and during all yeah. these events. Yeah. Never... So all those mutants, all those mutants that were in New York just decided, nah, yeah. I, I know there's an alien fucking, you know, Blitzkrieg coming through the sky. Sorry, but... coming, but Beast ah, well, just sat there going, just back, yeah. but we don't want them to know about us. And for me, the mute, mutant kind needs to be like, what well, again, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I've got it in my head. But what they're doing within humans, where it's like some, you know, there's racist undertones and things. They, I think they're doing, they wanted to do mutants in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but instead they ended up having to do humans. But do you, but do you not think that it's difficult now to introduce mutants into the Marvel Universe simply because the human race would see superheroes as mutants anyway? So why would mutants not feel comfortable coming forward when a fucking yeah. Hulk is walking around. Yeah. Like it's, it's difficult. So no, they're, they're, they're you're, that's what, enhanced when they talk about yes, them. Yeah. 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 They're classed as enhanced but yeah, yeah. to, to the but, normal fucking person standing on the ground. Yeah. I'm not, they're not going to know the difference between fucking beast and Hulk. They're yeah. just two fucking, two ugly fucking mutant motherfuckers, you know? So why would it not make more sense? You know, I know you can't preempt these things. I know you can't do that back in 2011. You can't just introduce mutants coming out going, hey, I'm fucking Wolverine. There we go. <laughs> you know, but it's going to be difficult to introduce it. And I think that that shout that you've just said there, but when they come back from the snap, that's a very yeah. good shout. That's a the very gen- good shout. They come back, they're genetically different somehow. Yeah. And you and even then, like then you could say Tony's snap changed half of them into mutants. Done. And yeah, you've just twice. Got yeah, they've been stopped twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a good shot, yeah. And it's and then that you've still got the Mind Stone. Is you know the Mind Stone was used to change the Maximoff twins. So the people who are genetically different, the stone changes them. I don't know. Some people say they've been here all along, and um, Professor X has been 
basically blanket blanketing the world out to the existence of mutants. I don't. Let's, I'm not having it because <laughs> let's put it like this. To. Let's put it like this. They had fucking time travel in Endgame. That, so whatever. If anybody comes back with an argument, going, oh, well, hold on. What? No, they couldn't have come back in the stuff. Those fucking time travel. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, they've had everything in there. Just fucking go with it. Uh, the other one that was mentioned was the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So they've actually come through uh, from another dimension, basically. Now, again, yeah. I, I, the whole thing for me about mutants is that these people are, uh, are genetically different. They're mutant kind. There's humankind. There's a war between the two peoples. Yeah, you need a, a you need ten percent of the world population to be mutants for for the, the struggle. To... Yeah, the struggle. You need the struggle, the struggle of, yeah. of of mutants of mutants wanting to be humans of yeah. humans being afraid of mutants because yeah. that's what made X Men great. And no. I suppose that's the difference between what you said there. You, people know, pretty much know that the Hulk isn't just going to go and rob a bank and kill people. But yeah. you've got bad mutants and good mutants. You've got mutants who live next door who could be time bombs who could freeze your family today. You know what I mean? There's there's that connotation. It could. You don't have Eric, Bruce Banner living next door, do you? Yeah. Freeze your family to death. I like that. Freeze your family. I just thought of Iceman. I was thinking of you Iceman. You better turn that music down, you <laughs> motherfucker. I'm going to freeze your family to death. Uh, the other one which was uh, sort of voted on least was uh, Wanda. So rather than... So oh, say at the so end powerful of, she created them? So at the end of Multiverse of Madness. So she's going mental. <laughs> we'll find another word for that in future episodes. Nuts. Uh... So she's gone, she's gone schizoid. And then uh, basically there's a suggestion that she's the antagonist in Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange is having to hunt her through different dimensions and different multiverses to, say, to get up together before she goes ballistic. And at the end of that, so instead of doing the House of M moment where she says no more mutants, she'll say something like, let Creative there be mutants. mutants. Let yeah. there be people who, you know, she finds out she is a mutant herself or something, or I don't know, some bullshit like that. And she, her powers will them into existence. But I think there needs to be something. That I, I just don't want it to be where they've just been hiding all along because I think that would really sort of... Yeah. If, if Professor X came up to me and said, oh, we've been hiding all along, oh, during the invasion of New York, yeah? And when thanks, Hydra took thanks, over. Thanks very much. Thanks. When, we're, when we're all in fucking Wakanda fighting those bastards. Oh, yeah, German. thanks. Where, where were thanks you again? Thanks very much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. so, I was, I was, I was clean, cleaning the fucking Learjet or whatever the fuck it's called. That was, me and fucking Cyclops were wanking each other in the bottom of the fucking mansion. But you were saying something earlier about that's what uh, X-Men does well, is the story behind it, the, the humankind and the mutant kind sort of at odds with each other, the struggle. But I mean, that's that that's the point of X Men, and that's that's why it's going to be really hard to introduce mutants into the MCU because whether you can't, they, they can't just be sitting there. Like there's there's no visible no. viable explanation of them just being there and not getting involved. Now I know some people's arguments will be, okay, well, why why didn't any of the fucking Avengers turn up when Tony died in Iron Man three or? You know, why didn't any of the Avengers turn up, you know, during Civil War? Other Avengers turn up during Civil War? Or, you know, why didn't, why didn't, why didn't? But the whole point of mutants is that mutants have been around for fucking ages. You know, mutants yeah. have been around. This is this is like a, I think they, they put it forward that it is a genetic code in, in, in humans that, you know, just was a little bit wrong. So for all these people to be sitting on their hands when the world's falling apart, well, they're not, superheroes anymore and that's what the x-men are 
yeah. whether you want to agree with it or not, they are superheroes and they they help the world. And but we're we're led to believe now that none of them just wanted to help. But you've got the other side of it as well. You've had Shield running for so many years uh, behind the whatever. You've all this time, and there were never any bad mutants. They were never on their radar for robbing banks, killing people, hurting people. You know, there are bad mutants as well as good mutants. You know what I mean? You're telling me that some that every single person we know in this day and age, right? If one person was a mutant who could walk through walls, they'd be filming that shit and putting it on YouTube and everything. Yeah. Not every single mutant wouldn't just decide to keep quiet about it when they or, know. The- or not one of them would have went. Oh, I fucking like that Ultron guy. I'm gonna seek him out and I'm gonna try and fucking yeah. help him fuck shit up. Or I'm, I, I like that Thanos guy. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna go to him. And I'm gonna find out what the what the crack is like. So I'm, I'm, I'm a bit. I, I see. But I think it's just nice and neat just to say, you know, in your first film back, or you can start explaining it. Drop little bits in every so often. You know, somebody got admitted to a hospital because they turned into a blob of jelly, and people start. You know, you can have these mutations start to emerge. And you can <laughs> Senator, start... Senator Kelly. Yeah, Senator <laughs> Kelly. Let's do Senator Kelly all over again. See, you can still have Eric Lenscher. You can still have him now being... Um, you can still have him as Jewish. You can have him as, you know, his grandfather was in Auschwitz or something. You can still have that personal connection to being, um, you know, a minority, being oppressed, being, you know, having a struggle against certain oppression. But it doesn't have to have been there. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. Professor X... It for me is all that. So who would you have? Who would you cast as these then? Have you thought about anybody you'd see? I thought Lapita Nyong'o straight away for Storm, but she was in uh, she's in Black Panther. So, um, I'd, I'll be honest with you, I've not really even thought about you know going forward X Men characters in the MCU. I've not. I'm genuinely, it's not even been into my head about. It. I mean, what was the name of the girl who was in um, Apocalypse X Men Apocalypse? Uh, who played Storm? Yeah, can't remember. Because I know, like, surely some of them would would have a bit of a claim to the character as well. Like, no, are they just going to completely? I think they've written them off. I really do. I th- unless, again, unless that avenue is they're going to bring them in from another dimension, because you could quite sensibly have Scarlet Witch going through different worlds, and you know what? To solve the Deadpool problem. She goes into another multiverse, meets Deadpool, they jump out again. So straight away, everything Deadpool does is in his own world, R-rated, violent, keep it away from every other X-Men. You know, you can easily put him to one side. But if she was to jump into that world, you could bring McAvoy back, you could bring Fassbender through. But they've got the history of what they know has happened in their world, and you can't repeat them stories then. You well, can't do, you re- think, do you think maybe... Yeah, do you think maybe when they're going through this whole multiverse of madness thing that they could potentially, you know, what was the name of Dinklage's character in that and track? Of who? Dinklage's character. Trask. Oh yeah, yeah, Trask. 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 So that they could bring somebody like Trask back, and he could create a strain of mutants, yeah. and they could have been underground. You know, in things like there were in Winter Soldier, or in sorry, in Civil War. Well, apparently the Alexander uh, Ship, Alexander Ship played Amora Monroe. Um, and I'm interested just to see what happens. That's my problem with Wonder Vision. 
I really want to see what happens yeah. next. <laughs> I'm, 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 I want to know, and I want to know. And apparently, but, that, there but, there's a, a, but there's a difference. There's a difference with one division. I don't want to see episode three. I want to see episode nine. Yeah, and because I, I, I know that's where it's gonna. I know that's where I'm gonna get the meat from. And it's not because I'm so excited to see the end. It's no, because I just want to get to the. Let's just get to the final bit. That's what you're gonna tell us, and. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Anything between two episode three and nine, I don't think there's going to be any big sort of revelations at all. No, not at all. Anyway, I'd have um, I had these written down. <laughs> I'd, I'd I want to see the X Men get. I wouldn't mind seeing mutants get introduced in separate films. You know, so Wolverine, Logan gets found in one film, and do you we, can have. Storm do we need? Come, do we need to have more individual X Men movies though? Isn't that no? No. What I'm saying is, you have Black Panther. And you introduce Storm, right, and you okay. have um, Thor Ragnarok, and you introduce uh, excuse me Thor Love and Thunder, Thunder, and you introduce fucking I don't know Beast. You know what I mean? You can have one of these yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. So th- they can start, and then their film in four or five years' time will be what Avengers did back in 2012, where you pull them all together, these separate mutants who have been dotted around in other films. And then you can bring them together for one. I personally think the next big. I mean, I wanted, um, I wanted Tom Hardy originally as Wolverine, but he's a, okay. he's Venom now. So I thought Cal Urban. Yeah, I think he, he could pull off Wolverine, so to speak. But where, where do we get where do we get like Adam from at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy two? He's going to have yeah, to be in, introduced I, as well. Yep, yeah, I think that's coming in th- volume three. And I, really? I think. The, yeah, yeah, I think I can imagine. But it's that such, a, but it's such a good kind of character because Adam's been good and bad and bad and good and good and bad about a million yeah. times in the comics. So um, you know, it's I, I can't see why that they wouldn't introduce him at some point in in this. If show. if you, if you sit and sort of write down the the trees of where they can go and the different storylines and the different connecting arcs and different movies that spring from them, I think it's incredible how much they've got to go at. But. I think it's going to get very confusing. I really do. Yeah. I think if you miss watching, if you decide you don't want to watch Loki, I think that's going to, you'll then go into one of the films and you won't have a clue what's going on. You'll have but seen every that, film. That, listen, that that's the one thing, you know, the problem that we have now is there's a great documentary on Netflix at the minute called Crack, right? And Marvel have us like Crack yeah. because it doesn't matter how bad Division is, but like none of us None of us is not going to watch the next six, seven episodes. I'm going to watch gonna, them. Yeah, 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 we're going to watch them. You know, and that that's the, that's the problem that we have at the minute because it doesn't matter how bad it is, we're going to watch it because we need to we need to be drip fed all this shit that we need. Well, this is why I've started watching Agents of Shield because when I first watched it, you were watching it for the Nick Fury cameo and the nods and winks to Hulk and things, but then very quickly you realise that nothing that's going on influenced the films whatsoever. There were never going to be a big stars turning up, nothing at all. And I stopped watching it because it just turned into one of these where it's just treading water almost. It's just they're doing their own thing and they like to think it's important, but you just sat there watching the, an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thinking, phone Thor, phone Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> that would sort it all out. And you can because you're in S.H.I.E.L.D. And their excuse for not doing is because they don't know Coulson's alive. And you're just like, fuck off. You've got this world-ending threat coming up. Go and phone Captain America. He's over there. Go and ring him. He's in that yeah, building. He's he's in the next room. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the next room. 
But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, we're going to watch next week, aren't we? Of course. Of course. I love the crack. <laughs> Last one I had was, um, I didn't know which way he should go with this, but Ralph Fiennes, I don't know whether he should be... Mines. Ralph. Ralph Fiennes. Rafe. Rafe Fiennes. Yeah, Ralph. Rafe. No, it's R-A-L-P-H. It's Ralph. Rafe. So Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> Do you think Rafe. he'd shave it? Rafe Spall. Is R-A-F-E. <laughs> right? If he wanted to be called Rafe Fines, he should have spelled his name R-A-F-E. And he's Jesus. the fucking actor. He can pick what he wants. So, Ralph, I'd either have him as Magneto or Professor X, and I don't know which yet. No, he's too old. Fuck off. Ian it... McKellen's like 70 when he did it. Magneto. No, he wasn't. In days of Future Past. Ian Cal- Ian in Days of Future Past. Yes, but but right. Ian McKellen right. was Magneto when he was what? 50 odd? Perfect age. Well, how old's Ralph? I would say Rafe would be mid 60s by now. You reckon? I'd say be in his 60s. Did you ever hear that um, that bit about Rafe Fines? That uh, bit of information <laughs> from when he were doing uh, Red, Dra- Red Dragon? Is a cannibal? He was born in 62, so what's that make him? 58. He can do, he can do Magneto. Anyway, yeah, apparently he, he was the bad guy in Red Dragon, Francis Dollarhide. And apparently a... he was, or he was actually? No, 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 apparently this is what happened. <laughs> Due to him playing, he had uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in, strapped to a wheelchair, and he was naked. And he, he walked up to the... Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. This, Ralph, was this, was this Ralph, for the movie? Or this is in the movie. It? This wasn't just Friday night. <laughs> yeah. I was... <laughs> so Ralph had him in the wheelchair and he walks up to the projection thing he's showing, you know, some things. And he turns around and he's naked and he walks back towards him and then he sets him on fire. But apparently, Ray finds his schlong is that big. They had to digitally reduce it. Or else people wouldn't believe that he had, that have thought he would have CGI'd his big dick bigger to make him look big. And apparently they had to reduce the size of his schlong because it was too big for film. <laughs> How big was his penis then? I don't know. I've never wrote to him to ask him, but apparently that's one thing I read on the. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, here, I'm gonna tweet out. Maybe that's why Philip Seymour Hoffman killed himself. Jesus Christ, sod! <laughs> that was the drugs that did that. I'm just I'm, like I, like we're leaving. Yeah, can we not finish? Can we not finish on that? You're you're, you're actually. I, I'm watching you look up on your phone. How, what size is Ray finds his penis? Daily Star. But I'm curious. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> According to the Daily Star, 17th of March, 2011, Ralph Fiennes got naked for Hollywood flick Red Dragon. This is the type of uh, journalism we have in this country, by the way. I'm reading this from a national newspaper. But Brett Ratner said his penis was such a whopper that editors had to remove three inches. So how many inches was it? Ralph, 48, recently told a US newspaper that stripping on screen was easy, adding it was no big deal. Uh, uh, when you've got a fucking 14-inch <laughs> penis, yeah, of course it is. Because every man in the room is going to feel inadequate. When asked about 41-year-old Brett Ratner's claims, he said, that's absolutely true. Has he really told you that? There's hard... That's it. That's the story. That's the hard-hitting journalism. But yeah, apparently... See, 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 that leads me to believe that it's false. 
Oh, so he's just told people that Ralph has got a big cock. Yeah, and, and Ray Fiennes has then turned around and went, oh, did he say that? Yeah, 100%, that's true. <laughs> of course it is. I, must admit, if I, you have lose a I have a 27-inch <laughs> penis, yeah. I only have one leg. I literally walk around on my erect penis all the time. Why do we always end up talking about big fat dicks? <laughs> Why is that always a thing with us? There's, all, there's always a conversation about a big dick. It's either that, or, it's either that or somebody somebody we didn't realize was a paedophile or something. But yeah, or or worse, there's both. So that's one division. And Ray finds his big fat dick. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Good evening, all you ghouls and gals in podcast land. I'm the host and mayor of the greatest place in all of horror, Slash City. Join me, Sam Karras, as I discuss the iconic franchises while uncovering hidden slasher gems. We talk the history of the genre, rank the best kills, and I tell you exactly what it takes to survive a horror film. The Slash City Podcast. Stop on by for a bloody good time. Now, back to our show. Well, there we go then. There is uh, the definitive, definitive review of Division episodes one and two. Nah. Do, you think we've, do you think we've done it, done this because it's annoyed us so much? I because... would love. <laughs> yeah, I we think had, we have actually. We had, an, we had an episode ready to go and we decided, we, yeah. no, no, WandaVision has annoyed me so much. No. Yeah. I would love to. Do you know what? I want to see the reaction of all these. Uh, you know what? The stands now. What do they call them? Uh, it's a cross between what is it? A fan and a stalker. Genuinely, and a I, I, yeah, I had to ask you this because I, I had never under. Now I've seen this term for maybe about two or three years, and I just never understood. I understood it was a fan in some kind of, but I just didn't yeah. understand the 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 the, the knacker. I'm like, I was looking today. There are stands. Of the Scarlet Witch, not of Elizabeth Olsen of Scarlet Witch, but then you got stands of Scarlet Witch. You got scans of wonder, stands of wonder and vision of the couple, and they're like, "Go and say, oh, Lizzie and Paul look beautiful today," and I'm just like, "You fucking moron!" Honest to God, some of them are just like, <laughs> "Do they not? Is that is that what the devote they're into? Those BTS knobheads, you know? Yeah, I get it. You like a band, you like a type of music." literally it's like one person will go look at this bts song and then like every other hashtag that's going on because they're desperate for everyone to look at their bts bullshit well i'm gonna i'm gonna own up to something right you love bts don't you no 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 when i was younger i was a stan of who linda lasade oh no but you're well not close but you know you're you're on the right track i'll give you two more guesses Samantha Fox, not page three. Stay away from page ah. three. Glamour, Lin- yes, gla- glamour, 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 but not, not, not booby out glamour, glamour, glamour. <clears throat> I can't believe I've never had this conversation before. You, we probably have. We've we've been intoxicated as many hours. Her picture is still in my bedroom in Oma, and the inside Tw- of the wardrobe, and I hide Twiggy? it from my son every single Twiggy. What fucking age do you think I am? <laughs> no, she was Kylie. fucking hot. She was shot. No, well, Kylie is one of them, but it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hurley. Oh yes. Oh yes. No. Oh yes. I had a scrapbook. Is a that a euphemism? Scrapbook. 
of of Elizabeth Hurley. I'm not even joking. I cut out pictures of her in magazines and newspapers, and I put it in a scrapbook. Yeah, but having a ham shank over some pictures and telling the world that you love this person beyond all else and setting up Twitter accounts dedicated to this person, there's a level of creepiness. There is. Did you ever try to ring her and just hear her voice on the phone? That's creepy. Never, because I can't stand her accent. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that weird? Have you ever seen her in Bedazzled? Yes. She was brilliant, isn't it? She was brilliant. Oh, outstanding. What was it with Austin Powers? Brendan Fraser. Ah, well, yeah, it's just brilliant. Austin Powers, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Next week is going to be a movie menu of Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> yeah! Bedazzled and Austin Powers. And no, that's it. <laughs> next week, in view of um, America getting a new president uh, next week, uh, we were going to be doing The Patriot today, which seemed uh, the American Revolution, uh, the whole revolution thing seemed to fall uh, neatly in place, but we wanted to go and talk about One Division. So next week is going to be uh, The Patriot with Mel Gibson. We're going to talk about him being an absolute neutral star never done anything wrong never done anything wrong never said anything wrong his family's great just jody foster loves him i'm i was watching the patriot and i must admit i'm probably the only person that were cheering the british on (laughs) (laughs) go on that's well done I wasn't, Paul. Yeah, no, you weren't. When I went to see Hamilton, I was stood there and there was a, the King George comes out and does the sing and everything. I was talking to some people around me in the interval. And I said, I'm feeling a bit exposed here. And they went, well, I says, I'm the only British guy here. You're all booing him on stage. And I'm, I'm just there going, yeah, King George, well done, mate. Yeah, you got it right. But yeah, Jason Isaacs is just, he's, he's a force of nature, is Jason. I love Jason Isaacs. But... Anything else to add? No. Um, if we have anybody in America who is uh, currently on a bus to the capital uh, with a knapsack or handbag full of grenades. Um, can, I ask uh-huh. that you, can I ask that you go home? Can I ask that you turn around and maybe strap a couple of grenades to yourself and get inside a wheelie bin and just blow yourself up? Uh, can did I you ask see, that? Uh, did you see the woman that got maced and she was with yes. her husband? <laughs> And husband is just looking at the camera like, uh, yeah, we were trying to storm the capital. And you're just looking like, oh, son, you've just been brought along to something you did not want to be at. And she's there with towel in her hand. It's like, what were you trying to do? She's like, we're trying to start a revolution. <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck off. My, <laughs> my new favorite thing is going through Twitter and seeing them all being arrested. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite. Uh, my second favorite is their pleas now to uh, to Donald Trump. Why aren't we being pardoned? Bitch, Donald Trump doesn't fucking give a shit he about you. He never has. He never the good has one is a... um, the no-fly list videos, where there even oh, some yeah, of yeah, the yeah. plane. <laughs> the marshals come up and like, now you're on the no-fly list, and they don't understand. <laughs> don't understand. It's because you're a terrorist, love. It's because you're a terrorist. What, what I will say as well, I think I mentioned it a wee couple of weeks ago, or I mentioned maybe last week, um, the dollop do a great... Uh, podcast on Donald Trump. Um, I think it's like episode, it's between 300 and 350. It was from a couple of years back. But it's a fantastic episode that talks about the history of Donald Trump and his real estate and how much of a fucking cunt that he was. Um, I would encourage anybody to go back and look at that. There's also a great QAnon podcast at the minute um, on. uh, Also Lolita, Lolita uh, by Jamie Loftus. If anybody has uh, no, it's about the history have of just, Lolita you, as a character. 
So you've just suggested that our listeners go and listen to stuff about QAnon and Lolita. No, it's about the history of QAnon. And the thing about Lolita is the media aspect of Lolita, and the character Lolita and the men uh, who have surrounded themselves in this Lolita kind of thing. It's very, very interesting. Listen, educate I've... yourselves, people. Educate yourselves. I started watching, I watched Band of Brothers a few weeks back. And uh, I decided to go and watch a, a documentary on the World War. But, but see, that's the rabbit holes I like. I yeah. I, I watched I watched an episode of that uh, World's Most Wanted, and there was a a guy from uh, Rwanda who was in it. Then it led me down to buy three books on Amazon on the Rwandan genocide, and then I watched a six-hour YouTube documentary on the Rwandan genocide. Yeah, that's been my week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be furloughed again. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I love you.